0: Dungeons & Drimbus is Rated R for Root Language, Rough Violence, and Raunchy Humor.
1: I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons & Drimbus. After the boys escape from Jessica's crypt, Hagatha takes some extreme measures to destroy the evidence. The two ride out of Rabbit Cove, and Hagatha explodes the orb, destroying the entire town. They then ride out to Mallowin Shores, where Jessica enters Hagatha's lighthouse and meets Barbara, a warforged working for Hagatha who has been monitoring Jessica. Hagatha then sends them both on a field mission to Firefall Valley to retrieve some obsidian glass. The two mount up on a reluctant Tony and Popcorn and ride out. I do declare, your honor is back in session.
3: As you ride out of the lighthouse at Mallowan Shores and head northeast toward Firefall Valley. Woohoo! The dark basalt shore gives way to jagged mountainous peaks, so slender they resemble witches' fingers bursting forth from the ground. Ooh. Some extend so far up you can barely see their snow capped peaks as they grow thicker and wider, creating walls of rock around you. Are you chatting?
2: Oh my, Jess, don't those, don't those look kind of like witch's fingers? Look at those. Look at them. They're so slender. You know, I was thinking the same
4: thing. It's as if we're like, I don't know, on the same wavelength or have like some sort of shared narration going on or something.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, you know what they say. Great minds think alike, but fools rarely differ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wahoo. I think we're gonna have a great time, Jess. You know, I get the
4: feeling that we're just gonna be the best of friends.
2: Well, he has hoping that nothing goes absolutely wrong. <laughs> uh,
4: when, 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 Why would anything ever go
2: wrong? Well, you know, only if you were to do something out of line. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, Barbara's just looking at you.
3: What color yeah. do her eyes glow?
2: Well, do like a, like a yellow. Not too threatening, you know?
4: As Jessica's laughter kind of trails off after Barbara's statement... She looks forward and and sees if she sees any uh, ruins as they've been traveling along.
3: All right. You travel along for about a day or so. As you arrive, roll a perception check for me. Okay. Oh, my
4: gosh. These rolls are ass. I got a three for my perception check.
2: Not much better. That's a six.
3: <laughs> you ride on.
0: Oh, um. no. No. <laughs>
3: You begin to near what is starting to look like a valley. You think you see it in the distance. When all of a sudden, behind you, above you, you're not quite sure. You don't see it until you feel it. As two wings brush against the backs of your heads and the horses rear up. (laughs) And soaring past you, you see a massive, Beast. It flies past you and perches up on a dead dry tree in front of you. You see the rear, these powerful hind legs that look almost like a lions with a with a thin slender tail. You see talons at the front legs that look like eagles with these big feathery wings and an eagle's head.
4: Oh my goodness, those thighs. Impressive. If I had to call them something, I'd say those are thunderwave thighs. Oh nice. Good. Good one. Thanks, thanks I like thanks, it. Thanks, Barbara. And she and I kinda like playfully slap at Barbara, like I
2: still I was that going down.
3: You guys laugh as the griffin blushes and swoops a roll for initiative.
2: No tips. Oh. Tits. oh. Okay.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> My initiative is a sixteen.
2: Uh so that is a twelve for initiative
3: from Barbara. So, or I guess roll a nature so nice. check for me.
4: My checks have been awful. a five for my nature check.
2: I
3: got a 16. Okay, Jessica, you have no idea what this beast lunging at you is. Barbara, you managed to recognize it as a griffin. It is this hybrid between kind of a lion and an eagle, and they are known for being rather formidable enemies, quite uh, vicious in their attacks. But Jessica, you are up first. As you see, it has swooped past you in between the two horses, perched up on the dry tree, let out a big uh, gravelly eagle screech, <laughs> and is now uh, lunging back towards you. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh. Wow. Um.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not anticipating this. At least not yet. All right, well, she's going to expend a spell slot of the first level and cast Mage Armor on herself and bring her armor class up from her abysmal nine to a slightly less abysmal 12.
3: Great, what does that look like as you cast Mage Armor?
4: Jessica goes, oh boy, uh, danger zone. And uh, Jessica kind of like does a few like wispy hand motions and like claps her hands and like, pulls out this energy field from between them and then like puts it over herself like a giant condom. And then it like-
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, of all the words.
4: And then it goes, and it like tightens to her skin and then you just kind of see this magical glint as it kind of like just fades into her skin.
3: Doctor Strange, but make it fashion. Absolutely. Babs, you're up.
2: Okay i would like to do a quick just like look around and really just trying to look for those ruins do i see them anywhere near us
3: you don't quite see the ruins yet however a little bit of ways ahead of you like what what probably looks like a five minute ride you see what must be Firefall Valley. Because right now you have very tall mountainous walls around you, but they're not quite uh, complete. You see like a literal, like the trench from Finding Nemo, like ahead of you. Gotcha. But it's still going to take a second to get there.
2: Okay. Babs is going to see this griffin, and just because she knows a little, uh, because she recognized it as a griffin, she's going to be like, oh no, 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 not today. It's the first day. It's the first day out on the field. Alright, can't disappoint Haggy. Uh, Jess, it's time to go. And Babs is just gonna start riding. She's gonna kick Tony, and she's gonna she's gonna start heading towards that direction. She's just gonna go straight. Okay. Just keep swimming. I watched Nemo.
4: Having not used her movement, Jessica is going to follow suit and uh, ride with good old Babs.
3: I meant to look up the speed of a horse, and I started typing into Google "Tony Speed Fifth Edition."
2: <laughs> Tony Speed. <laughs>
3: Tony speed.
2: That should be the name of like an energy drink. We should make an energy drink. Tony speed. That's good.
3: Let me see. Is it any different? Is a horse different from a pony? Okay,
2: a horse can go faster,
3: but I'm going to say at this point, Tony's leveled up. Nice. Mm -hmm. Beefcake. So you guys can run about 60 feet atop your horses each turn. All right. So if you guys wish, both your horses can dash. Dash, dash. Uh, Yeah,
4: I will follow suit with uh, the movement of Barbara and Dash as well. Dash,
3: dash. Okay. Barbara dashes on Tony the pony. Tony uh, is very fearful as this griffin is lunging towards him, tries to duck out of the way and begins just booking it. And Popcorn follows suit. However, it is now the griffin's turn. The griffin is currently in the air. It has a speed of 80 feet when it is in the air. And so with a dash, it can move 160 feet.
2: Well... It's not a race. Okay.
3: It is currently a race. (laughs) However, you're currently 120 feet away, so it is going to dash just past you this turn. It flies 160 feet and then turns back to face you and is going to swoop at Barbara but it cannot actually attack you until its next turn. So, Jess, it is your turn as you're dashing atop popcorn. What are you doing?
4: As I see it start to swoop in at Barbara, I go, hey, listen, sir, it, uh, or, or ma'am, or whoever you are, excuse me, um, I don't know if you happen to know, but uh, you seem like a nice mythical beast sort of situation. Um, I don't know if you happen to know Enigmatos. Uh, he and I, we go way back. Um, I, I, uh, I I bested him in a game of riddles, and if you're interested in a game of riddles, uh, you've come to the right place. Yeah! Oh, no intelligible uh, language from you, uh, friend, or are you just, uh, just screaming at me?
3: Yeah! Your nature trick sucks, so you don't know if it can speak or not.
0: Great.
4: <laughs> Jessica is going to go ahead and use the cantrip firebolt. Does a 22 hit?
1: Yes, it does.
4: I mean, I really did try to give you a shot here. And uh, Jessica starts to spin her fingers around her left palm as she creates this ball of fire and she just like hurls it at the griffin which she doesn't know it is the griffin and it does 15 fire damage
0: Ooh,
3: okay and you see the fire actually engulfs it like it flies through the fire bolt and as it does some of the feathers on its wings singe uh and f- like kind of fall off leaving it's a really cool effect. It almost looks like a trail of ash in the air behind it as it continues to swoop. Barbara, what are you doing? As it is coming right at you, it will get a chance to attack you regardless of your movement this turn uh, since it is ahead of you.
2: So it was it was coming at me mm-hmm. and now it's coming at me while it's on fire. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: as it comes at me, I would like Tony to keep running towards it but at the very last second, stop, and with that, kind of throw me off of Tony to then me just like straight dive towards the griffin Whoa. with my short sword out to try and just like stab it directly and direct, just boom, head on, head to head. Roll an acrobatics check. <laughs> I love that, that's great.
1: It's a natural <laughs> tw- holy shit
3: Okay, Tony begins galloping towards the flaming griffin determination in his eyes Sir Anthony is as brave as ever however then you tug on the reins and incredibly well trained and smart as he is he comes to an immediate stop just dead in his tracks Like not not even a car could stop with this much precision Uh, and as he stops he digs his front hooves into the ground and shoves his big voluptuous rump up and you stand up on the saddle and leap off, pull out your short sword, and go hurling towards the griffin in the air. Roll an attack for me. I'm gonna give you advantage because uh, Tony, I guess, kinda took the help action with this uh, as you fly towards it.
2: Yeah, that was was wild. And I'm gonna also, if I could attack twice, I would
3: like. It is one of your features, so go for it. So
2: that was a 18.
3: 18, that hits.
2: Awesome. That's a
3: five. Five. Roll yeah. a second.
2: And that is 17.
3: 17. That hits. Roll for damage. And that is a six. Six. Okay, so 11 damage total. So you soar through the air at the griffin, and you actually manage to pierce one of its wings with your short sword as you fly through it. It begins to tumble <laughs> down to the ground, and as it does, in, like, incredible, almost, like, physics defined speed, you manage to yank the sword out and then whip it back around, slashing it across the chest as you both stumble down to the ground and you fall atop the griffin, dealing 11 points of damage. It is looking in relatively bad shape. It's not shrugging these hits off. However, you are now on the ground. It is looking at you. Its right wing is dragging along the ground, bleeding as is its chest, and it now has you directly adjacent to it, so it is going to make its attacks at you. Hot. First, it is going to come at you with its beak. Fair. Does a 14 hit you? No. It lunges at you with the beak. And Jessica, you see Barbara like matrix dives because she's a warforge. You know, she has a little more flexibility. She does like a 90 degree angle uh, as it tries to take a bite at it. Oh my goodness. Wow, such dexterity. It positions itself after having missed that bite such that Barbara is now behind it. So it turns back to look at her and then lunges forward with one of the claws on its talons. Oof, does a 21 hit you?
2: I mean, I suppose. On a really good day. and It just so happens to be a great day. It's a beautiful day today.
3: And you are going to take... Oh god, I rolled two ones. Nice. <laughs> you are going to take six points of slashing damage as its talon kind of scratches you right along where your bicep would be and you hear that metal creak that as it scratches at you.
2: Oh, now that might scar.
3: All right, Jessica, are you continuing to ride ahead now that Tony and Barbara are behind you, or...? No,
4: I'm going to come to a stop, I would say, like, 60 feet, like, ahead of them. hmm I'm going to turn around, and I am going to go, all right, Mr. Griffin, are you giving up now, or what? Ah! I can't tell if that's a yes or a no, so, uh... Eat this! And uh, I prepare another firebolt. Does a 14 hit.
3: It does. Roll for damage. Woo!
4: And Jessica winds up another fireball. Casting it within her palm and then hurling it towards the griffin as it deals 11 fire damage.
3: Okay. So it is on the ground, it scratches at Barbara, it turns, it screeches at you, yeah! and just eats the fireball. Uh, you see the white eagle head now has a big black streak along one side uh, as it is looking much worse for wear. Barbara, it's your turn.
4: Barbara,
2: what the hell is that thing? Yes, it's a griffin. Oh, are they endangered? Is this wrong? If it's wrong, it's never felt more right. And with that, Barbara's still, like, what, atop the griffin?
3: or just- Andy Sandberg comes out from behind one of the, the rocks and goes, If doing this is wrong,
2: oh I don't want to be right. right. <laughs>
3: and then runs away.
4: <laughs> Excuse me, are, are, are you the owner of this griffin? He's
3: running, he's running, he's running. He's running. <laughs> he's running. Uh, you see from behind one of the other rocks, Justin Timberlake jumps out and hops onto his back
2: and goes, Ooh-wee. Oh, my <laughs> gosh! Welcome down to Rap and <gasps> nice. I okay, okay. Is Barbara so? I'm 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 right in front of it, or I'm on top of it?
3: Yeah, you are adjacent to the Griffin.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do another short sword attack. I would love to really get at that wing, you know, cut it at the source. Get don't want that baby flying. That's a 14.
3: Okay, that hits.
2: And that's a 15.
3: Both hit. Roll for damage. It's <laughs> a five
2: and that's a four.
3: You take your short sword, and as it has just scratched you, it's kind of exposed its wing. You take the short sword, you stab it right into the joint of that right wing, and then grab it and yank it through like you're cutting a chicken like breast down the middle. And you manage to sever the joint actually, and the wing comes off.
0: Yeah! And it bleeds and it
3: goes. And The griffin is now going to try to run away Its speed is 30 feet on the ground it can no longer fly so it is going to dash for 60 feet away So actually Jessica it is right next to you now <laughs> great, and it's your turn
4: Okay, with it being right next to her Jessica is going to try to cast Sleep on the creature does it have at this point less than 25 HP? Yes Great. It falls asleep as Jessica starts to sing. I on the ground here. Now that your wing's gone, you're getting so
3: tired. Go to sleep. And he, he does. It falls out on the ground.
2: Wow. Jess, you have such a lovely voice.
4: Oh, I thank you, uh, Barbs. I... It's a, it's a classic little spell of mine, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Do you happen to have any rope on you? We can tie this fella up and uh, see if he's capable of anything other than uh, unintelligible screams when he wakes up.
2: Hmm, I don't.
4: Or is he a fella? And uh, Jessica tenderly lifts up one of the legs.
2: Oh, he's a fella.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, definitely a fella. And places the leg gingerly uh, down.
2: Well, Jess, as far as I know, they have no language. So even if you were to wake up, it's not going to be understanding us anytime soon. Eh, you know, I think losing a
4: wing is punishment enough for a creature capable of flight. What's say, uh, we, uh, just kind of leave him there, you know? You sure? Eh, I mean, we're on horseback now, and that thing can't fly after us, so I think we've got the lead here.
2: I was thinking of cutting off the other wing to make sure it doesn't attack anybody else.
4: <laughs> Jessica kind of s- stares at her for a moment and goes, uh, well, that's, that's certainly an option. Um, do we need to make a pros and cons list or something? Or, because, I mean, are monstrosities, um, often owned by anyone that
2: might get mad? You know? I don't know. I don't know, Jess. What I do know is that, come on, if someone owned this monstrosity. Shouldn't be letting it out just to play and, you know, wreak havoc amongst other people. We didn't do nothing wrong, right? I mean, yeah, it did attack us, uh... I'm provoked, I suppose. Exactly. And with that, Barbara's gonna pull out a short sword again and start hacking at the uh, other wing that's still attached to the body. Okay, it's very weak, so roll an attack. Jesus,
3: Jesus. You get advantage because it is prone and unconscious.
2: So that's a 15. hit. A hits. That's an 18. Okay, the hits rolled both damages. That's a five. And that's a five.
3: Okay. You stab into the wing attempting to do the same maneuver, and you don't understand your own strength. And actually, it goes into the wing, but then continues into like the thoracic cavity. And essentially just pierces its heart. And then with uh with that turn, instead of severing the wing, you actually kinda almost split its back open a little bit. Oh my god! And you are quite certain it's dead.
4: Excellent. Well, I guess it it went in its sleep. <laughs> Oh no, oh no, I guess I spoke too soon there. Well, uh, good work, great teamwork there. We, uh, I think we we accomplished something for sure. And Jessica kind of like gingerly holds up her hand for a high five.
2: Almost done, Jess. And Barbara's gonna like open up the griffin and try and grab the heart. (laughs) Can she? My God.
3: What can you roll for me here? I don't know, sleight of
2: hand. (laughs) Oh, shoot.
4: Jessica would like to roll an investigation to see what the fuck is the alignment for <laughs> Barbara. Uh, I think that would be an insight.
3: Insight, okay.
2: That's a 16 for sleight of hand to try and grab the Griffin Todd.
3: Yeah, you, you carve it hard enough. Excellent. It's big, it's a big heart. You gotta hold it in both hands.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. It's
3: like Game of Thrones, like when Daenerys eats the horse heart. Jessica's insight check is a a five. Uh, Barbara seems, uh, uh, goody good to you. <laughs> the alignment seems elusive for now. <laughs> yeah. Barbara's
2: alignment is enigmatic. <laughs> wow, thank you. Oh my gosh.
4: All right. You ready to go? Did you want a snack on that now, or is this just a bit of a trophy?
2: Oh no, this is for Haggy.
4: Oh, of course. You know, actually, I think, uh, and Jessica kind of like getting a sense that maybe she should be proving herself in some way to Barbara goes, you know, I think Hagatha prefers the heads for a trophy and uh, Jessica will pull out her dagger
2: and try to cut off the griffin's head.
3: Give me another sleight of hand as well.
2: Barbara just, just smirks at the mention of that and she's just going to watch. Sleight of hand is a
3: 14. Okay. It takes two hacks, but you chop its head off.
2: Good thing
4: I always carry one of these in my purse and she pulls out an evidence bag (laughs) and she opens up the evidence bag and puts the head inside and seals it shut and then puts it back in the purse. Well, I guess uh, it's time to head on out, right?
2: And Barbara's just gonna like tilt her head and look at Jess and just say, Jess, I know this will be the third time that I say it, but this is the fourth time I actually mean it. I think we're really gonna get along. And then with that, Bob's gets on Tony. And uh,
4: Jessica will mount up on Barbara. I mean, not Barbara. Oh,
2: oh, no! (laughs) Jess, Jess, please. I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong impression. I know we're gonna get along, but not like that, okay? Look, I won't tell Haggy, but I you need to calm down, okay? You need to cool it. Sorry.
4: Uh, Sorry, the heat of battle, you know, just... uh, Sure, sure, but just come on. Read a room. Apologies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jessica will mount up on popcorn. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> Ed will carry on with Barbara toward Fireful Valley.
0: We're halfway there.
1: Just about there.
0: All right, my friend. Now you can get to work on time, and you won't miss the game. Thanks, Thanks Doc. doc. This, this, this is the Halftime Pad with Nikki B. If you think about it, like, what does no color look like? Because even if it goes all black, like, black is still a color. So like, what does that even mean? Shit, shit, <laughs> You're back. Welcome to the halftime zone. I have been waiting here since last week. I need my chair, but it's okay here. Sit on the floor with me and let me tell you a little story about the history of old Mauricia and a little place called Firefall Valley. Sir, sir, they're too powerful. Our men are dying. We must use it. Not yet. We'll pull through. Sir? It's got it. A... Dragon! Now, bring out the tremors
1: catapult!
0: Listen to me, Private. You hold them off as long as you can. We're going to need to secure the crypt from the inside. You can do this. Load Load her up! Let's go, load her up! trembus catapult may have saved them today but we'll be back so there you have it you don't want to get crushed by the enemy army do you then make sure you check out our friends at the Elderwood Academy. They have some of the prettiest dice, dice boxes, dice trays, and other accessories. And if you head on over to ElderwoodAcademy.com slash Dungeons and Drimbus, you can use the code DRIMBUSCATAPULT to uh, get your own machination of dicey war and DEFEND YOUR CASTLE. Or just use it to roll some dice. not your mom. You know whose mom I do want to be, though? Our Patron's mom. Oh, Jerry Benetados, give mama a kiss. Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, get in here kitties. Greta and Ben, yay. Alejandro Lopez, I didn't raise my boy to be a soldier. But thank you for your service. Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig, Regina Russell, the Sweetheart. Morgan Harley Salty. Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, the unnamed rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Kanye on DVD, give mommy a kiss, NB stars, TVB keys, doubtful guest, yes the bastard, and Michael Richter's. Just kidding. I love all of you. We love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. All right, have a safe day of school, babies. I'll see you next week.
3: You ride on for a few more minutes and reach what must unmistakably be Firefall Valley. The mountainous walls are incredibly steep and nearly unscalable. You see what must be eons of geological history in the vast wavy layers of the rock on either side. There seem to be pearlescent colors that are muted by a thick, shiny layer of semi-translucent black glass. There is very little vegetation in the rocky valley. The path forward is full of large boulders and the occasional dried up shrub. There's a very light snow coming down. About 300 feet down the valley, you see a large stone structure that seems to be in the shape of a yawning dwarf's mouth protruding from the ground. The mouth seems to be suspiciously door shaped. Roll a perception check for me.
4: All right. Will this perception check be better than the rest? And it was not. It was a six.
2: I got a 14. Okay.
3: Barbara, here's what you notice. Scattered at the very tippy top of the mountainous walls forming the valley, you spot about six griffins. Oh, no. (laughs) And roughly 60 feet ahead of you-ish, you're at the very entrance of the valley. About 30 feet ahead of you, there's a large boulder. About 30 feet ahead of that, is like a large dried up tree and beneath it you see three dwarves crawling on their bellies through the valley what do you do
2: okay jess what i'm not trying to call you old but i don't know how far ahead you can see but I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know, just in case. Oh, hold
4: on, I, I did, you know, I didn't put on my glasses. Jessica reaches into her purse, moves the griffin head aside as she pulls out her glasses for distance and puts them on, and goes, "You know what? I, I'm still not picking up what you're putting down there. Uh, what, 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 what am I looking for?
2: There's a boulder right ahead of us. Oh, a boulder! That is a nice boulder. Mm-hmm.
3: The pioneers used to ride these babies for miles.
2: That they did. That they did." And there are some dwarves down there also kind of crawling on their bellies for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know. And then we got about six more griffins atop, so.
4: Oh, okay. Well, if we've got dwarves crawling on their bellies in a valley and the griffins are up top, my guess, and, you know, this is just a little bit of a speculation here. You know, I'm thinking that those dwarves don't want to be seen by those griffins, so they're kind of just uh, sneaking along there.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm.
4: Now the question is: the orders were to uh, clear out the cavern, and it seems to me if the dwarves are crawling towards the entrance, they they were going to be in the cavern anyway. So are we clearing them out as well? I think so. Yeah. Well, uh, I have an idea. All right, hit me. Do 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 do. How far are the dwarves would you say? Sixty feet. Hmm. Um. You know, actually. I think I'm a bit too far to do the thing that I was thinking. Let's just, let's sneak over to that boulder there and let's, I've got an idea, but I just, I think I need to be a little closer. Is that a, is that fine? Or do you have another idea that you want to try?
2: No, let's go. And Bob's doesn't really understand the concept of whispering, <laughs> but so she, you know, she says it. I, she says it. Wait, shh. What? Let's keep our voice
4: down in case. Am I not keeping? In case, uh, we can try my, to. What are you saying? You know what? Let's speak with our eyes for now.
2: Oh! Oh, that sounds fun. You wanna- Oh, look what I can do. And then Barbara starts, like, changing the colors of her eyes, so it goes from, like, yellow, and then it goes from, like, to a, like, a nice, like, orangey, to then a red, to then a blue, to then a green, and she's just having a hoot and a ho- it's like a disco ball, kind of. <laughs>
4: Jessica gives her a thumbs up as they start to creep towards the boulder.
2: Barbara will follow,
3: yes. Are you riding atop the horses? I have dismounted. Dismount. Okay, you're, so you're leaving them at the mouth of the valley? Yes. Yes. Okay, roll a stealth check.
4: Okay. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? These rolls have been awful. A five.
3: Okay. The rock actually gives you advantage. Different things will give you different modifiers. The rock is, gives you advantage on your stealth All
4: right. The better roll was a 14.
2: That's a 19. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> they all got ones. They all got ones. One, one, one. Oh my gosh. Oh no,
3: they... How many are there? Six, but three of them have disadvantage. Good. Mm. So, Barbara, atop the cliff, there's one that is like essentially level with the rock. You see that one, hears your shuffling and turns to you. Additionally, you see one of the griffins at the very end of the valley kind of cocks its head in your direction. It hasn't quite seen you, but it is like alerted in your general direction. But the one right across from you is like staring dead at you. At this point, I suppose we should roll for initiative. Great. Uh,
2: my
4: initiative roll is a 14. My
2: initiative is a 12 again.
3: Okay, so the second set of griffins is, uh, is up first. So the one at the far end of the valley you see is actually going to take flight and begin to move closer to this cluster of griffins over here. There are essentially three on the right that are closer to the mouth, and then three on the left that are closer to the very end where the, the ruins are. So one of them flies over in this direction. Additionally, the griffin closest to you, cocks its head at you, and then swoops down very calmly, talons first, and is going to attempt to attack you, Barbara. Okay. Does a 18 hit you? Yes. Does a, oh yeah, okay, a 24 hit yeah. you? Yeah,
2: that'll do, that'll do it. Okay.
3: You're going to take 21 points of damage. Okay. As the griffin swoops down, kind of digs one of its claws into your left shoulder, and then, like, tries to stand on your head. Oh, my gosh. And the claws scrape your forehead.
2: (gasps) My wig! And my wig has fallen off my head.
3: Yep, your wig has been snatched.
2: Oh, my (laughs) gosh. No. Okay, now it's personal. Uh,
3: how does Barbara react? Is she making a noise to taking this damage?
2: Um, no, she's not gonna make a noise, but her eyes are gonna start glaring red. <laughs> because Jessica said to communicate with eyes, and I listen, okay?
3: Jessica, it is your turn. There is a Griffin atop your friend adjacent to you. <laughs> However, there are also five others in this valley and three dwarves ahead of you.
2: <laughs> Leave the dwarves for dead.
4: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and quickly cast a minor illusion. I'm waving my hand around and I snap my fingers, but instead of the sound coming on my fingers, it comes from in the midst of the dwarves and it's this loud crack as if a tree has just fallen over.
3: Marvelous, what is the DC to notice the illusion? Essentially, this is the way it's gonna work since they're not really, the Griffins aren't smart enough to like know whether it's an illusion or not. I'm gonna say if they beat the DC, they kind of just don't pay attention to it.
4: Gotcha, a 13.
3: They are not smart. That's rough. Here's what happens. You cast this sound and you see three of the six Griffins turn to face the falling trees and they seem to have spotted the dwarves so there's one attacking barbara the next closest one atop the cliff to you turns to look the other two that are quite close to you do not turn to look but the two that remain at the very far end do turn to look and it looks like they are getting ready to pounce next up are the dwarves the dwarves are going to get up and they are going to book it to the entrance of the cavern. They're actually gonna spend their turn dashing, so they're gonna move 60 feet forward, bringing them about halfway down the valley-ish. The second set of griffins is up now. Two of them have taken notice of the dwarves. They're gonna swoop down. One of the dwarves wields a bow, one of them wields a big spiked club, and the other one wields a long sword. Uh, so one of the griffins swoops towards the dwarf with the club. It kind of dances out of the way, but as it does so, it puts itself right in the position of the second one, who digs its talons into its back and lifts them up, and it goes, Aah! as it begins flying up with him. Next up, the set of griffins closest to you, which one of them has turned to look at the dwarves. He is going to lunge toward the one with the long sword it takes a swipe at him, it swipes a little too early, he seems to be shaking in his boots as the claws dig into his chest, knocking him to the ground, and he begins pecking at him with his beak, and you see a bit of flesh from his neck uh, get torn out as he begins bleeding.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, so I'm still being um, attacked, right? My face is getting re- redone, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent.
4: Dr. Griffin is just gonna go in with the scalpel with a couple of incisions and... Uh... We're just going to do a a nice lift today. And uh, did you want any fillers while you were in today?
2: Um, no. Thank you, Dr. Griffin. I don't have any money, so I'm going to pay in an attack with my short sword. (laughs) And I'm going to do my... (laughs) You said it's like, it's talons are on my face?
3: Yeah, like it's lion legs are on the ground. Uh Uh-huh. It has one talon in your shoulder and one on your face. And like, it's getting ready to come at you with its beak.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to pull out the short sword and I'm going to try and... I would love to cut off its beak. That would be really, that would be pretty neat Oh, you know what I'm saying? So, let's find that. 15. That hits. 14.
3: Roll for damage on both.
2: I add plus two to damage rolls because I have a dueling feature as a fighter. I am foolish and didn't do it before, but we're gonna be fine.
3: Nine. Okay.
2: We got five plus three is eight, plus two is 10. So 19 slash slash
3: baby. Okay, describe how you chop the griffin's beak off.
2: As it's like digging its talons into my beautiful face, I'll have you know, and my shoulder, I'm gonna pull out my short sword from my side and I'm just gonna swoop my arm up and just dig it into the side of its beak and just start like slashing back and forth at it. I wanna get it in there and just slash it off.
3: Yeah, you just hack at it and you see like the keratin of the beak begin to crack and break and that top beak falls off. And the little bottom one is there with the tongue just, like, hanging out now. Does
2: it do that? Does it do what you just did?
3: Yes. I'd
2: like to cut the tongue out, too.
3: All right, Uh. you can do that on your next turn. (laughs) (laughs) So, Griffin 2s, they are going to try and finish off the dwarves. The remaining two griffins are now all focused on the dwarves. So, really, you just have this half-mute griffin that you're dealing with right now. Three of them are going to make a combined attack on the one wielding the spiked club to try and. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's what happens. There's the one that swooped at him and missed, the other one has taken him up in the air, and there was the one that was still perched on the cliffside. The one that missed turns around, leaps up off the ground, flies up towards him, grabs one of its legs with its beak. The other one swoops up off the cliff, grabs the other leg with its beak. The one that had initially grabbed him by the talons through the shoulders continues to fly up as the other two fly left and right, splitting the dwarf down the middle, and flying off with the pieces. perched up on the cliff and begin to munch on his remains. They seem a bit distracted at the moment. Next up are the other set of griffins. They're going to attempt to do the same to the longsword-wielding one okay so two of the griffins that are on him are going to grab him and essentially do the same thing so he's on the ground getting pecked at with his beak one of them actually manages to grab the entirety of his head and its beak as the other one flies down and bites him in the crotch and then begins to tear at it ripping his genitals off while the other rips the head off and then both of them in like unison grab the torso with the talons and begin to kind of tear at it and feast at it. But they are staying on the ground while the other three are up on the cliff and seem distracted. Next up, Jessica, it is your turn. Whew. Um, okay. Uh, by the way, the remaining dwarf with the longbow is uh, pissing themselves. <laughs> nice.
0: Very
1: notably, going. Oh no 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 no! Gundar, Gundar, Barrett, Barrett, Barrett! No! Oh!
4: Jessica is going to help Barbara, and she is going to cast a firebolt at the Griffin that she has removed
3: part of the beak of. Oh, son of a bitch! Really. Ugh, does a ten hit? No. (laughs) Jessica, you cast Firebolt, but your hands are trembling. Instead of forming one big bolt, it forms, like, multiple small ones. And it kind of heats up the lion rump. And it, like, wiggles a little bit like like that.
1: (laughs) Shit!
2: Oh, gosh, dang it.
3: Okay, Barbara. The griffin is going to try and peck at you.
2: With just the bottom beak?
3: Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess it's going to claw at you.
2: Oh, that's great. Thank you.
3: That's kind of worse, actually.
2: Yep, just awful. Awful.
3: But congratulations, you've disabled one of its weapons. So that's a 19 Mm -hmm. and a 12.
2: All right, the 19 hits. The 12 does not.
3: Okay, you take 10 points of damage as it digs its claw further into your head and, like, actually punctures your forehead. Oh,
2: Oh, no. (laughs) All right, so as it's doing that weird tongue thing, Barbara's going to... Try grabbing the tongue with one hand and with the other hand instead of cutting at the beak now She's gonna start cutting at the head. So she's gonna try and chop that
3: off. Okay. I'll give you advantage for it
2: <laughs> Thanks Okay, well that was a 19 And that is a 17.
3: Okay, those both hit roll for damage. Okay it's a Nine. Eight. Nine and eight.
2: Okay, you
3: hack at its neck your short sword lodges itself in there and then you pull it out uh, and it begins spurting blood from one of the arteries looking in very, very, very bad condition. At this point, it is the dwarf's turn and the one remaining dwarf with the bow is actually going to fire a shot at your griffin. Oh. And you see a bolt just comes flying and pierces straight through its wing leaving a hole there. And the dwarf is going to start running towards the mouth of the cabin and shout,
1: RUN FOR YOUR LIFE!
3: And they're going to move 30 feet closer. Oh, griffins are up. The only one that can still do anything is the one attacking you, Barb. It is in dire, dire straits. So it is actually going to hit at Barb once and at Jessica a second time after having seen that you have uh, blasted some fire at it. Although it liked it, it is now a concern for its survival. It is like in that feral animal state where it's kind of like just slashing at everything. Jesus Christ. Alright, Barb, you take 13 points of damage as it slashes across your chest. Jessica, you take 10 points of damage as it does the same.
2: Yeah. Um. Bob's not looking too hot. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yikes. You still up?
2: No, I'm still up, but I'm not for a
3: Okay, well, yeah, the, the the Griffin slashes at both of you. It's
1: like... It is scared,
3: it is scared, it is fearing for its life. Uh, Jessica, it's your turn.
4: Great, Jessica is going to cast Vampiric Touch. Ooh, yes! Expending one of her third level spell slots. Come on, come on, come on, please hit. Does a 17 hit? It does. Yay! and then Jessica will do 11 necrotic damage. So you see Jessica kinda twist her hand around in the air as this cloud of like black surrounds it and it like envelops her hand and becomes like this like almost velvet looking glove Mm. and Jessica reaches out, grabs the griffin by the throat and says, It's time for you to pass away, I think. Uh, As she deals 11 necrotic damage, and I get half of the necrotic damage as a heal.
3: You see the griffin begin to wither and literally, like, turn gray. The feathers turn gray. It shrivels up a little bit. It is looking so absurdly weak. It is on death's door. Oh, my God, really?
2: It's alive! Damn it!
3: Uh, Barb, it is your turn.
2: Does Jess still have it by the throat? Yeah, I mean,
4: I'm I'm still holding on, like, just, like, choking the life out of it, thinking that I,
2: I'm like, if I just squeeze a little bit harder for a little (laughs) bit longer. All right, so as Jess is holding it by the throat, I would like to get out from underneath it, and then I would like to get up, and then maybe just, you know, finish it off by, well, I don't want to... I can't cut at the throat, of Jess is holding the throat, so i just stab it in the head. I'm just gonna stab it in the back of the head, you know?
3: Okay, roll that for me.
2: That's a 20. Natural? That, that is a natural 20. Well, double damage, baby! Woo! Now that it's... Basically,
4: like yeah. Like, on death door, and basically any Anything. hit would've killed it. That Yay.
2: is... 11. That is 11. And that
3: is... You can stop. Okay. <laughs> so here's what happens jessica has that velvety magic glove on the griffin is withering literally drying up and dying and you pull out that short sword and you stab it into just the front of its head and as it continues to wither and die it actually dries up it cracks it crumbles and it's like stabbing into a mummy as it crumbles apart and essentially turns into a little dusty corpse on the ground
2: mr stark i don't feel so good I don't feel so good.
3: Jessica sneezes,
4: <laughs> and uh, she kind of like brushes the the dust off her hand.
2: Oh, here! And Bob opens up a purse, and she gives, she gives Jessica a little a uh, little uh, handkerchief.
4: Oh, thank you! And uh, Jessica like continues to brush the rest off, and then blow her nose.
3: <sighs> Beautifully done. Thanks. <laughs> Next up is the dwarf. The dwarf is going to now dash toward the entrance of the ruins. The dwarf looks like they are roughly one dash away from making it to the entrance of the ruins. At this point, the griffins up top of the cliff are going to continue feasting on their corpse. However, the two that are sharing one body here, seeing a warm one running, the one that was late to the party is gonna turn and go after that dwarf as it runs with the boat in its hand. Oof and as it does so, you see the dwarf with the bow running, it notches an arrow, and then the the griffin runs up and takes it by the neck as it's like, it's almost, imagine like a like one of those early planes where like they have to, you know, you have to get a lot of runway before you can kind of take off. The griffin's running like that. It's running more like a lion as it's beginning to flap its wings. It's just barely beginning to get a little bit of lift, and then it grabs the dwarf by the neck, snaps it. You see the body go limp as it takes off vertically with the body and it perches up atop the cliff so now there's only one griffin on the ground ahead of you feasting on a corpse the others seem to be relatively distracted uh, atop eating the bodies are we uh do we make a run for
4: how far is the, um... It's
3: about 30 feet ahead of you.
4: Oh. The Griffin or the entrance?
3: The Griffin. The entrance is 270 feet ahead of you. Yikes.
4: And how far are the rest of the Griffins?
3: At about, because it's 300 feet from the mouth of the valley to the end, they're roughly at around the 200 foot mark, but their feet seem... Okay. Hmm. I mean, uh,
4: what do you, what do you think? Do we just make a rent for it, or...?
2: I mean... Uh, I guess. I, I, I don't see much of another option. Maybe if we get back on the horses, and then we just, yeah, make a run for it. Okay, well, 60 feet, 120. Well, you know, and if anything happens, if the other griffins start coming towards us, then we dismount, we leave the horses for dead, and we just keep running. Well, that would be- that-
4: but, uh, then it would be a little bit difficult to, uh, to get back to- to Mallow and Shores. It would take a little bit- it, it- it would take a little bit of time, wouldn't it? Sure. Yeah. And you know, they're they they they're use they've proven useful, so maybe let's not
3: leave the horses to dead.
2: We'll see. Okay. And I guess with that, Bob's is gonna stop making a way ahead.
3: You're just gonna run? Yeah. Past the griffin? Yeah. Okay. Roll a I don't know, like ball like balls? Roll a charisma check. Roll an intimidation check for me. Roll balls. I don't like how alpha can you be as you walk past this griffin and you go, Fuck you, I'm supposed to be here.
2: Oh, you know what? Oh. Oh, okay. Jessica. Yeah. Pull out the head of the other griffin we just we just offed. Pull out that head.
4: Okay. Why why are we doing that? And Jessica pulls pulls out the evidence bag.
2: To intimidate. To intimidate. Oh, okay.
4: Jessica unwraps it and hands over the head to Barbara.
2: Walk with me. Walk with me, Jess. And we're going to we're going together.
3: Okay. All right. Barbara, you get advantage on, are you running or are you like swaggering past? Are you like, what's going on?
2: Well, now I, now I feel like we got to swagger past, you know? Okay. It'll it'll just take a little longer, but it'll still be the 30 feet, you know?
3: You get advantage on this uh, intimidation check for me. Go for it. Okay.
2: Ooh, okay. Well, that is an unnatural 20, but I'll roll again. Okay. Because who knows? It could always be better. No, it can't. It can't. A natural 20 is good. <laughs> 30-20 is always nice.
3: So here's what happens. <laughs> you begin to swagger past this griffin. It hears something, and it turns to look at you. It rears up. Both its wings go up into the air. It readies a talon, and then you hold up the evidence bag with the griffin head in it and just stare at it. And it kind of goes... <laughs> <whoosh>. <laughs> And it, like, falls back a little bit and, like, scampers up against the wall of the valley. And is just, like, weirded out by your big dick energy. (laughs) It inches back, grabs the corpse with its beak, and drags it off to the corner beneath the tree. And, like, feasts on it, like, looking at you, you know, as if you just, I don't know, got naked in an airport or something. Like, I'm not going to confront you about it, but I'm definitely really weirded out about it. Good. Good. And the passageway is clear. As you walk the 300 feet to the entrance of the Firefall Valley ruins, thank you,
4: Jessica. Can't help but like give her like a a a relatively loud golf clap, just like you know, Barbara. I didn't know how we were gonna get out of that situation, but your intuitiveness and your bravery and your thinking my gosh it is such a gosh darn pleasure to be with someone that thinks just as much outside of the box
2: as i do oh yeah jess you know sometimes when you're in a pickle you, you gotta you gotta really think you gotta think and sometimes Thinking that you got something in between your legs for whatever reason, apparently, really does make you think you're just bigger than the others. When, let's be real, you know, that griffin totally could have just bit at us, killed us, and left us for dead. But, you know, I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't like it.
3: You can hear its pride get hurt in the tree (laughs) as you walk past.
2: I don't like it, but... It
3: works. It takes five points of psychic damage. Good. (laughs) And you just swagger up to the entrance. You see the big yawning dwarf mouth with the big heavy door. And now that you're closer, you know, that, that mouth door, you can see there's a horizontal contraption with three rotating panels. They seem to be displaying body parts with one section showing the head, the body, and the rear. They currently lie a bit mismatched, so they're not really displaying any single cohesive picture. But you get the feeling that you could rotate them to match up different images to create one creature. And you read the, inscrup- the inscription. <laughs> you read the inscription above it that says, "The shape of justice, of order and chaos, the brother, the sister, the dark, and the light."
1: This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Michael Pisani as Jessica Feltra and Amanda fernandez Acosta as Barbara. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: Space Podity, an actual play d and Spelljammer podcast. In Space Podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Acting Captain's Log, we've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur... This a spooky asimar child i'm an adult now. an adult asimar child whom i suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power and the most headstrong elf i have ever met and that includes rascal gar the cataclysmically reckless from the former orogenon zed sounds fun also the mansion's kitchens are out of ale how am
0: i gonna function
1: space podity find us wherever your podcasts are